As human beings, we are programmed for stories. They're part of who we are. It's how we evolved to understand our place in the world before we had written language, and how we passed on lessons for where to find food or what threats were coming for us, or even how to build relationships within our tribes and our families. As human beings, we're programmed to respond to stories. Join me, Sanaz, a member of Inventure Academy's school well-being team, in conversation with Ms. Menika Raman, children's book author and a member of our Parent Connect committee, as we explore this ever so fascinating world of storytelling and its impact on our brains. You know, if you think about it, Sanaz, we're all born storytellers and we tell stories every day. When we give a reason as to why we're late for a meeting, forgot to do our homework or missed a deadline, we're narrating a series of events that led up to that moment. These stories can be funny, silly, dramatic, and even sad. And we tell them so that they evoke an emotion in those listening to these excuses slash stories. Pity, forgiveness, empathy, sympathy. Even when someone asks us, how was your day? It's the chance to share a story. When I ask my kids this question, though, I often get a one-word story in the form of a grunt. But that's for another day. For over 27,000 years, since the first cave paintings were discovered, telling stories has been one of our most fundamental communication methods. A few different things happen when we hear a really good story. The first is that the neural activity in our brain increases fivefold. Stories illuminate the city of our mind. When you listen to a story, whatever your age, you're transported mentally to another time and place. And who couldn't use that right now anyway? Depending on the story you're reading, watching or listening to, your palms may start to sweat, you may blink faster, and your heart might flutter or skip a beat. Your facial expressions shift, and the muscles above your eyes will react to the words, a sign that you're clearly engaged. Scientists turned up interesting activity in the parts of the brain engaged in making predictions. Indeed, brain networks involved in deciphering or imagining another person's motives areas involved in guessing what will happen next are activated. Imagining what drives other people, which feeds into our predictions, helps us see a situation from different perspectives. It can even shift our core beliefs when we come back out of the story world back into regular life. Interestingly, stories do another thing. They trigger the release of the neurochemical called oxytocin, which is known as the love drug. And until only recently, all we really knew about oxytocin is that it's released when a mother spends time with her baby. We're more likely to remember stories than we are facts and numbers and names of people. And that's because, as Sana said, when we're hearing a story, our brain lights up and all the neurons wire together, which triggers us to remember more of the information we're getting. It's why my kids are able to remember what happened in episode 99 of Tokyo Revengers, but not the valency of carbon. It's why I still remember the story of James and the Giant Peach, which I read about 35 years ago, but I'll find it hard to remember what happened in a meeting I attended last week. 
But being an excellent memory tool isn't the only thing stories do for us. Stories have the power to evoke strong feelings deep inside. Joy, sorrow, hope, a feeling of being understood. Haven't you ever read a book and felt, "Wow, this character really gets me?" Or perhaps a protagonist's journey or struggle somehow mirrors an experience of your own. And there's a feeling of comfort knowing that you aren't the only person in the world who's going through it. Another tremendous thing stories do is they offer us a sense of escape. Whether it's through fantastic sci-fi and speculative fiction, transporting us to different worlds and galaxies or deep into the future, or offering us respite in the form of humor and laughter. I pass stories very close to my heart. It reminds me of my special bond I shared with my grandmother. She would narrate a story to me at meal times as she'd lovingly feed me. And I recall myself looking forward to these meal times and listening to her deeply engrossed in the world of imagination. When I look back, I know what a deep impact this had on me and how I eventually grew to love reading. And also how it helped us bond over this beautiful world of stories. You know, during the pandemic, I rewatched some of my favorite shows like Parks and Recreation, laughing and forgetting the wor- worries of the world for a half an hour in the afternoon. My kids and I read Catherine Applegate's Endling trilogy. It's a book in which the characters undergo many difficulties. There's war, mass extinction of a species, betrayal. But rather than making us feel low or sad, it strangely gave us comfort. perhaps because the characters managed to overcome their many difficulties by banding together giving us a sense that we too would overcome these difficult times it's also why we reread books or rewatch movies we know exactly how things will turn out giving us a feeling of control however you consume stories through the written word audio or film and animation make some time for them in your everyday life and try to share them with others too hopefully in the form of something more than a grunt